Some of you guys who may be listening in a few minutes might not be overly happy at the guests I've chosen, but look, you can't say that this bloke hasn't uh, hasn't started the season strong. He's done very, very well of recent and uh, put on a very, very big, uh, ominous display this weekend. But uh, look, we'll t- touch on that Reece, uh, I'll touch on that more because I really don't want to talk about him beating me. But before we go to that, I've got to talk about our sponsor this week. And uh, you, you got it, guys. It's another exciting one. This one, this sponsor is Ikea because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have half the, half the stuff in my house. Uh, just recently went there and uh, yeah, you did well. So Ikea, big shout out to you. Um, and else likes the Swedish people, good to go. Swedish chef's also pretty good from Sesame Street, but he doesn't hold a finger to these meatballs that are Ikea and the, the furniture that they do. So Ikea, this one's for you. But now we turn our attention to the, everyone's favourite segment. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe the Mano bed has something to say about that, but uh, this week it is, as always, the coach of the week. I bring on the man who has, uh, look, he's already he's already graced our presence one time this year at the Every uh, everyone's favourite scene, everyone's favourite podcast, the review. But this bloke, he comes on here now after winning multiple weeks in a row, after losing only to the bloke who's top of the table, and this week putting out a big big display of fifteen twenty six, if you don't mind. So a very very big score from the young man himself. So let's bring him out so we can discuss that. You may want to skip through, guys, if you want to keep listening. Be my guest because it's going to be a good one. We've got some good questions from you guys as well to get into. But let's get into uh, talking about Lockie first. And now in the red corner. Barely able to fit his whole head on this Zoom due to his ego being so big. The bloke who <laughs> is Matt's brother. <laughs> oh, and also the only two-time champ in this league. We won't bring that up again. Lachlan Story. Welcome, uh, this week's Coach of the Week. Took a little bit longer than you probably would have thought, but uh, like second time this year already, so get you in short and sweet. Thanks, Jimmy. No, it's all right, mate. Uh, good things come to those who wait, so we just have to wait for this one. That's not a bad thing. I've had a pretty good start, to be honest. Only the one little slight hiccup versus Grant, but some of his nobodies decided to five. That's all right. Um, I'm where I want to be, mate. I'm, I'm up, up near the top of the ladder, so... I told you how it would be. So it's just a long game. All those people doubting Walsh, mate. How good's he been? Young Sammy Walsh. Oh, my God. We could sit here and talk for the next fucking hour about that, boy. Well, maybe you could. I could. No, mate. You get involved. All right. I'll tell you one that we're both pretty happy. We're talking about the Gresh. What do you think about the Gresh? Oh, yeah. I had him on my radar to pick as you were going to pick him. So I definitely was a fan of him in the forward. And he's definitely rewarded you after last year being out with his Achilles, whatever it was. Yeah, no, but look, Jim, I'm going to stop you because, like, I know we're having a bit of, bit of light banter here and talking about the good things in life, but you know what, Jim? I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And you know what it's about? You, you know. You know where this is going. It's about that fat fucking thing up north. Look, I've made the effort to watch that two-minute production Ben's put together this year. And I use the term production lightly, Jim. And, mate, we're at intervention stage now. Firstly, you might ask yourself, why do I watch them? Well, Jim, I actually like watching him. And the reason for that is simply it's important that I get to do weight checks. I need to make sure the large rig's eating well, ensuring that he's still wobbling as he usually does. No fucking surprises he is, Jim. He's blowing out. And by, mate, 
That's not the biggest issue our Rotund mate has bound himself in, all right? There are bigger things going on than his weight right now. And I'm telling you right now, it's about this fucking so-called production that he's put together. It's one thing, mate, to do a fifth-rate production with fucking watermarks on a gym. But here's Mrs. who earns bulk cash. He lives through her, mate, and not once do you think to turn to her with a cap in hand, ask to borrow a few bucks, mate, and making his, his attempt at humour not so cheap. He's continuously carried. He contributes nothing to their relationship and look each to their own. If that's how he wants to rock away, fine. But I'm sure he could have at least have popped out a kid or done something to contribute. But, Jim, it didn't stop there. Mate, do you know what that stood on sperm did? If you listen back to the greatest part of the year, Jim, the review, make your way to Kane's review and you will see the opening line. You will hear the opening line, Jim, was that I refer to Grant being the bloke from Prison Break who walks around holding Kane's pocket. That fat fucking pool cleaner up north, Jim, with a frisbee of a fucking lid in his half assed production, then took it upon himself to reuse my jokes, Jim. He isn't even funny enough these days to come up with his own stuff. <laughs> if there is a bloke going further backwards and being all about me, 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 the great Danny Frawley will be fucking embarrassed and to be Duncan. It is a fucking disgrace, Jimmy. How can a bloke who is so ashamed that there is a pod out there as great as this one, resort to this. He wouldn't know what it's like, mate, to create a good quality pod like this, one that clearly had him begging to get on here because that's the only way he could get onto an award-winning production like this. A pod, Jim, that takes a fair amount of effort to be entertaining. His response, his response, Jim, is to then not only go away and produce a low-grade, low-quality, budgeted fucking shit production clip, whatever you want to call it, where his video chats, Jim, are with below-par guests who aren't even in bloody sync, Jim. We all fucking saw it. His pretend combo with Bryza, mate, that was recorded days apart. Bryza was saying one thing, and Ben was fucking on his own other planet. It was a complete fucking balls-up, Jimmy, like his fucking team. It was a mess. And then he goes on to reuse some of the jokes he's heard by me. It's not good enough, Jimmy. He needs to get four or five mirrors, mate, place them around him, have a good hard long look at himself, and hopefully he can sort himself right fucking out. Rant over, Jim. Any comments, mate, are welcome. Oh, well, I don't know where to start. I mean, you've you've gone in hard and you've gone in very, very fast. So, uh, look, to talk about, obviously, you know, you've, you've mentioned his, his half-baked uh, watermark sort of thing, which, fuck, realistically, I don't know. I don't know what he's, what he's thinking. Like he, I think he put it out and just was, like, hoping that we wouldn't talk about it, which I don't think no many people did early on. But uh, look, you've you've put it there, you've kept it ready, ready to go, and you've just come out firing. But uh, yeah, look, the reusing jokes is just not good enough. I mean, I love a good joke as much as the next bloke, but not when reusing some funny air. But you got to come up with your own humour. The worst bit is he's gone out of his way to degrade this pod, the the greatest pod going around, the greatest pod that he's ever been involved with. He's trying to have a bit of me time to get up and about to tell everybody how good his little fucking clip is, and then he has the watermark across it. And then, as if he could use one of my jokes that was clearly in a pod earlier, four episodes earlier, reuse it and think that it'll just get through to the keeper. Mate, he's fucking... Something's going wrong up there. It's not good enough, Jimmy. Not yeah. good enough. And look, it shows because his life's a mess, his super coach team's a mess, he's just fucking struggling. Yeah, look, it looks like that uh, that one week where I got him on was a bit more of the uh, the anomaly and not the rule because he since then he has pretty much put up subpar performances week after week. 
He wasn't ready. That's all there is to it. He wasn't ready. He did his little fucking thing. I was hard to see him with hand signals in his clip because the watermark was over the top of it. But he did something along the lines of like how many times he's been on the pod and how many times other people have been on the pod. And like, mate, if you want to fucking do things like that, get rid of the fucking watermark so I can see what's going on for starters. But secondly, he just he came on the pod, ran his mouth off, didn't actually know what he was saying, spitting out through the entire fucking time. And... What for what? He's just gone backwards. I don't know where he is in the ladder. He's fucking like, how many is he? What? Let's look now. Hang on. He's won one, one game. He's won, he one, one game. Well, I don't even know how the fuck he won one game. Who did he beat? Oh, can't remember. We yeah, can go exactly. back and look. It, it doesn't matter. We're going to fluke. He won't win another game. He's a fucking joke. So he needs to pull his head in. I don't know if an intervention is actually needed, but if he wants to try and fucking give a bit of me time, firstly, either spend the cash or fix your fucking clip or production whatever it is if you're going to have guests on there firstly make sure they fucking count and they're actually somebody secondly make sure the conversation's in sync because like you see what we're doing now jimmy it's called talking we're actually talking back and forth Simple. he was saying something to briser and briser didn't even know what the fuck was going on he better be like oh how good richmond finishing ninth and bryce like oh yeah collingwood fucking being shit's awesome they're fucking not even on the same wavelength so <laughs> they need to fucking pull their heads in and just fucking lift a little bit and yeah, if you want to do your own little fucking me time, then do it properly. Otherwise, fuck off. And Bryce has got to fix his screen. I don't know what the hell was going on. It must have been really, really foggy out in Bloody Berwick that day because that is shocking. Yeah, getting Bryce on as a person to start with after the year <laughs> he's had, like some of the things he's done, which I have no doubt we're all cover in this little stint tonight. But yeah, him trying to talk into a phone, my God, I'm surprised he didn't eat the bloody thing. He didn't fucking know what was going on. So, no, if he's going to try and... Um, take over Jimmy and try and, and matter, which he's got a fucking lot of work to do because clearly his super coaching life is struggling. So that's why he's thought, oh, maybe I'll try and be relevant by a pod. Well, not a pod, but a little bit of a two-minute clip. Well, he needs to walk properly. So I need to see some improvement there and I, I'm, I've no idea I'll get a reaction to this and that's fine, but hopefully it matters and hopefully I get on there and actually see it fucking properly without something across the fucking middle of the screen covering his big head. Yeah, although he's covering his big head a bad thing. Wow. Yes and no. I want to be able to actually understand what he's talking about and not be distracted the whole time. If I'm going to look at him to do my weight checks, then I need to know things are happening. And I don't want fucking something he's put across the screen covering fucking everything. And, um, yeah, distracting me from what I'm there trying to do. I need to make sure that this boy is putting on the pounds and putting it on as he should be. So... (laughs) He needs to uh, think about everybody else, his targeted audience, which is fucking 10 of us. Uh, and all he's doing now is pissing us all off. So he's had a bad start, young Benjamin. And all I can hope is that he, he hears this, takes the advice on board. And, uh, yeah, if you're going to do a, a low-grade shit-ass production, firstly, fix your fucking guests. Secondly, fix the time you speak to each other. And thirdly, just don't be shit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, that's probably... Uh, I reckon that's probably too much time spent on Ben. I may have to cut all that out because... I feel like we just gave him too much airtime. Mm, I'm a bit flat on that, but you know what? You do you. Nah, no, I, look, I might just keep it in there. He deserves to know how we feel. <laughs> uh, but well, look, yeah, I'll, I'll wait until the podcast comes up and listen to it, and if it's cut out, then I'll message it to him. Nah. <laughs> I'll, just, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just post the audio separately. All right, thank you. Yeah, all right. Well, enough about that. Let's turn our attention to some games, and the, the first one is uh, not one I'm, I'm fondly wanting to talk about, but let's... Uh... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Myself, Unagi, 13-34, defeated by yourself, the big fish, with a big score, 15-62. 15-26, sorry, 15-26. How did you play, didn't I, Jim? 
I came to play a look. You're uh, just unlucky. The captain's round worked for me. How good's Tim English been? Like, you, you and I have been speaking about him. You wanted him. Can't blame you. And look, I had Braves, buddy, messaging me today because you want to trade. I said, mate, if you even put English in a fucking sentence, you can just fucking neck yourself because I'm not interested. Yeah, don't, 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 don't talk about him. He's in a league of his own. But, um, mate, to go, he, he, kicking four goals was pretty handy. Lockie Neal is just the gift that keeps on giving. I do not understand how nobody else took him. And I said at the start, mate, what if, said at the start that he would be the best fucking player and shocked me. He's on top for total points. So, um, people just didn't listen. And that's what happens when you have inexperienced at draft day, Jim. Uh, Rowan Marshall getting 125 was handy. The Gresh just doing as Gresh does, another 117. Um, Sammy Walsh, 128. There's a nice little name change, Mr. 128. <laughs> oh, look, I still can't believe people fucking didn't figure it. Missed one game. And now look at him. There's just fucking mistakes going left, right, centre. People want me to win. Uh, then yourself, Jim. I don't know, mate. You just, uh, we, we called this early. You had a lot of injuries to start with. And you get Toby Green back next week. That'll help. I saw you picked up Lambert. So that's a bit cheeky. But uh, he might be there or thereabouts. Billings getting injured doesn't help. So, your point's good, but fuck, mate, there are issues everywhere. Maynard's just fucking, I don't know what's happened to him. He's broken. Trelaw's not bad. He got 100 and something to skip her, so you'll take that. Clayton Oliver, uh, your team's got some goodies. Obviously, the doc's been really good given what he's went through, so you can't knock that. Tommy Mitchell, mate, he's been a fucking revelation. Tommy what Mitchell. What a pick up he's been. You must have been in your own world. But talk to me about what you drafted him. What number did you get him at? Uh, well, is it what number he got drafted in or what uh, number I gave up to get right. him? What do you mean? You, you're saying you didn't draft him? No, I didn't. I, I have two first-round draft picks, but didn't uh, only drafted one of them. Oh, talk to me about the world that you gave up for this, Jim. Oh, mate, you, <laughs> would, you wouldn't believe it. So I'm sitting there, minding my own business, having some lunch. I'm like, yeah, I was actually eating some KFC, mind you. I went to East Land, had to do some stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to treat myself to some KFC. Open up my phone, have a yeah. look at what's going on, and I get a message from Bryce. Yeah. I get multiple messages from Bryce. The first one is, would you want to do uh, Guthrie for Mitchell? And I looked at it and went, oh, that's, that's worth having a bit of a look. And then before I even had a chance to respond, I got another one saying, how about I throw in Dacos? Makes sense. You know what? Makes sense. Because you know what? Guthrie for Mitchell wasn't enough. Now that I've thought about it, <laughs> he needed to add a little bit of cream to that cake. So, no, you know what? Good trading, my Bryzer. Good trading. So, I think Grant put it well. There's fucking two cones involved. So, good on him. Fuck off, Wiser. What a dumb cunt. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, look, just really, let's just wallow it. You can see how good coaching affects players. He's responded really well the last few weeks. He couldn't get above 85. And then, with me there, just teaching him how to get around, just extra things to do around the stoppages, he's pulled out 142 and 113 or something like that. So, just goes to show you, good coaching is, uh, is good football. It's hard to disagree. And look, to be fair, if... Uh... Yeah, if Bryza drafted me, I'd probably suck ass as well. So, uh, he's fucking stupid, isn't he, Bryce? I'm like, God, like, is there somebody on this planet with a lower IQ I'd like to fucking meet him? Because they would literally be there to fucking hold a door open. That'd be it. He's absolutely <laughs> fucking backwards. That's all he is. He is useless. He literally uh, said he at the start of the pod, and this is the start of this, I'm not going to trade out my best players, so don't even bother coming. Not. And then he just decided to just gift it to me. So, he doesn't. Every year he talks about not trading out his best players, and every year he just fucking sits on a cone. He's just—he's not all there. He's not all there. I'm pretty uh, sure he could have got Neil instead of him as well. So that'll that's the sinking browser. He could have actually got a fucking half decent football. He's taking Guthrie, and Guthrie's like he had a good year last year, but 
look at Geelong's team and look at the trade and think about what you're doing. And I, I don't know, he's had too many fucking of uh, too many turkeys or something's going on there. That is, uh, he's had a brain fade and he's fucked his year. And you know, the, the good news is it's funny that Brian's fucked himself again. Yeah. And it's funny that he said he wouldn't do it again. And I'm pretty sure at the start of this year, I said he'd be all right, but he'd fuck it. Yeah. And shocked the Jimmy's fucked it. <laughs> so, 140 and fucking gust through what he get 80 odd. If we had a relic, we don't have a relegation simmy Jimmy. No. We don't have one, but we should get one and fucking just put Bryzer in a league in his own. He can fucking trade with himself and fuck his own team. I don't care. Unreal. He's fucking useless. So, I, I, this isn't even Brian's team. We're not even on Brian at the moment. <laughs> we kind of got into an episode about it. We could do a whole pod about Brian how fucking stupid he is. Oh, we could look. Yeah, maybe we'll wait and see how he trades off in the next couple of weeks. Maybe during the bye weeks, we might have to do a, a Bryzer revisit. Yeah. Anyway, Jimmy, I apologise, mate. You ran into the coach of the week. I fucking had an absolute blinder. I've just, my players clicked and you didn't need that. You That's didn't need that at all. So, anyway, it is what it is. Exactly Hopefully, right. uh, you, you go into a next week against a more suitable opposition. Yeah, wait and see. Look, yeah, a few more blocks back. Hopefully, I can uh, get some, some runs on the board and we'll climb up the ladder, hopefully, because I'm, not, I'm not, not happy where I'm at them right now. But, uh, look, wait and see. Happy days. Next one on the list, we have uh, Matt Mongolian B, 14-68, defeating Shane Jayhorn Francois in 12-41. So Matt was the talking point. I gave him negative 6.43 out of 10 from memory at the start. Yep. Um, and uh, do I stick to that? Yeah, I think I do, Jimmy. I stand by my initial, my, by my initial rating. Because, look, Zorko's been going okay, but he's hobbling around, mate. He's struggling. He'll miss games at some stage. He's moving around like a penguin. It's a matter of time. And you look around the rest of his team, it's not that good. Danaher's played out of his skin, but he's going to get some duties in that. Barry's fucking not much. I think he traded Greenwood today, but obviously he was struggling. Taranto's been good for him as a forward, so you take that. Obviously, Maxi Gorn started slow, so if he can start to lift his game a little bit, that'll help. But overall, his team's actually fucking shit. He's got Jayas that he thinks is fucking good because just by some of the trades he's been sending me, I, I don't know what he's fucking seeing in him, but he's not going to be fucking averaging as much as he's now all year. Switzowski or whatever the fuck it is. Selwood, who's going to miss more games and plays a shit role. He got 150 on the weekend, but that, just doing it. that won't happen. So don't get used to that, Matthew. Ryan, I'm pretty sure he traded him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I might stand by my rating with him. He's going to do nothing. His team's just not that good. Um, I mean, yeah. look at Shane. Look at Shane. What did we give him? I gave him 1.5 out of 10. And to put it bluntly, he's out of his depth. We, we've brought in a bloke here who's just plain and simply not ready. Um, he's drafted terribly. He's traded terribly. He's picked from the waivers terribly. Uh, and he does his hair terribly. He's just fucking... Terrible. He's in a bad, bad place, darling Shane. Um, he's brought it, he's put on close. Like, look, I know close is an okay start, but my God, he's put out 45, and you know what? He fucking deserves that. Um, Shane's arms, I don't know why he's on. Lever 53. Redmond. Like, has anybody ever filled Redmond ever? Uh, I think he's got issues, young uh, Shane. Yeah, that's really good news for him. Yeah. He's in for a tough year. Yeah, I think he's, his first two picks of lines and wines haven't turned out. I thought they were good good options at the start, but they're just they're definitely not doing what they they were meant to do. I think with uh, with your boy Neil coming back to full flight, Lions are sort of taking a backward step and just not having the heights that he did last year. Yeah, I didn't look at his bench, Jimmy, but he's got Salem on Wines there, so Wines might be back 
next week, maybe. Uh, Salem, I don't know how long he's out for, so I guess there's a bit of quality on the bench. He had Zach Tui on the bench, and he got 96, so, but I still think he's going to be a complete passenger this year, unfortunately. Yeah. He made a bit wet behind the ears, bit to learn. He'll only be better for the run. Um, yeah, he, he has. Uh, he was. Um, I think a bit talking to him earlier. He was a bit stressed about getting his trades done, so he sort of uh, pushed, hit the button a bit too early on the Bolton Danaher one. And as soon as he hit it, I think he pretty much regretted it straight away after that. But it's definitely not done well for him. But Arms gets forward status now, so at least he's got that option. But he's uh yeah, definitely learning. I think the deeper stuff is where he's going to learn the most. Like early days, he probably like ones and and, lo- and lines not bad. One, one, twos. They just haven't worked out. But I think later on he'll definitely uh, he'll learn about what drafts about. Yeah, Riley O'Brien in the rucks not a bad pick. He's, and obviously he's got pretty lucky with Tom Green this year in the in the middle. So. <laughs> that fucking hasn't he? Uh, there's been some good there, I guess. But yeah, he's. Uh, I don't think he'll make the eight this year. Nah, I think this is a year of learning and reflection. But uh, look, if he can finish higher than Brian or Ben, he'll be a very happy man. Yeah, thanks for the money, Shane. Fuck off, buddy. <laughs> That's right. I reckon, yeah, next year he should be better. Wait and see. Next, uh, next cab off the rank, we've got uh, a game that went a bit closer than I think a lot of would have thought. We got Keelan, the lone wolf, 12.56, defeated by Grant, the wrecking ball, 12.81. And it's Keelan. Fucking, we're, uh, what are we, four days out from the next round? He's already fucking thrown the towel. The game yeah, didn't start. What a, what a, what a towel throw. Just on, a, just on average Tuesday afternoon, just decides to just fucking hike it. That's a bloke who's seen who he's coming up against and he's sucked right up. Like, what's he doing? What are you doing? He's, that's intimidating 101. I've got, I'm, I'm living rent free in his head without a shadow of a doubt. He's absolutely gone to water. Like, can you believe that? That's the earliest towel throw in history and that won't be beaten. That was... We're on fucking Tuesday, Jim, and he's, the game hasn't started, and he's like, no, my team's shit. You've got me covered, Lachlan. Let me fucking give you a massage because fucking you've got me covered. He's fucking shit. What's he doing? We're going to have to let him know about this on the weekend because it's not good enough. Oh, that's, this is on par with Bryson not playing golf when it's West. This is, <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's, oh, we won't say this fucking match. No. Uh, what do I give Killer? So I gave him a 7 out of 10 in the early ratings. And look, obviously it doesn't take a rock to one, so I've rated him too highly there. There's no doubts there. Um, I actually hate his team more than I hate him. It's fucking gross. <laughs> um, he's, he's got like, Jamie Cripps, Bailey Dale, fucking Egg Langdon, <laughs> Zach Williams, Pop, Dalhouse. His team's actually a fucking dog's breakfast. Um, he's got Martin, who's too sad to play, so that's an issue. Jed Anderson doesn't, he didn't want to get the jab, so I don't know why he's still holding him. Darcy Ford just punishing 34s. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Cutler on the bench who made 44. He's, he's, got, he's got, still got Matt Fife. He's probably not even going to play this draft season. He's, his team is actually that fucking bad. It's on par with his bid. He's in a fucking bad, bad place. Um, and you know what? It couldn't happen to a nice piece of shit, to be honest. If he's, if he's going to put a team, what's I don't he thinks he knows football. He doesn't know he's left from fucking right. This team, Pitnett is a fucking main ruck. Like, what is he actually fucking doing? Um, I'm disgusted. He's one of the, I'm actually more disappointed in myself for rating his initial team okay because it is fucking putrid. Um, have a good up look at yourself Keelan and maybe get some trades done with Bryzer because your team's a fucking mess <laughs> well, um, the wrecking ball um, oh look he's what I'll give him actually let's go to Grant oh, I'll give him a 2 out of 10 and look you know what other side of the coin here I might have got this one wrong yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe swap him around maybe a 7 for Grant or 2 for Keelan 
I still don't think he's got a winning team. I think he's actually overachieved. But at the moment, he's undefeated. He got really lucky versus me. But fucking gee whiz, I'd love to face him in a final because he's got a lot of blokes who are performing okay. But I think like, he got 1281 on the weekend. That's fucking not a finals-like score. So it just shows he can be shit. When the big dogs are punk- pushing out 1500s and you're getting 1281, mate, you just need to realise you need to lift your game if you want to play with the big boys. So you don't win two flags by fucking cheap, mate. You win two flags by getting the job done. So you've got a long way to go if you want to match it with me. You had Horn Francis on the field. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Who puts a fucking 18-year-old playing his fourth game on the field? Fucking stupid. Shannon Ernest, fucking Spence. Brandon Ellis, he tried to trade me Brandon Ellis for Ryan Burton thinking I was fucking drunk. Well, I'm not Bryson, mate. I don't sit in front of a computer with fucking 12 can and just fucking send through trades. Burton then came out and took the piss, so I'm glad a bit of reality struck there. He's got the Tomahawk, which I stand by this. Hawkins is his team. If Hawkins fires, then he's going to have a good day. Hawkins only got 70-odd, so that fucked him. Um, Sicily was really good on the weekend. I don't think he's going to do that every week. Um, it won't be long before Sam Mitchell gets the Clarks and vibes and sends him forward and fucks things. So his team at the moment has got... I don't know how to explain it. Like, There's a lot of okay players, but my God, they could go... He could get under 1,000 one game and get 1,500 the next. So uh, I just think come finals, he'll fucking fall over and... Yeah, be no good. Moore has actually been all right. Um, I was talking to him, him about Moore the other day. I was surprised about him. Uh, but he's been a little pocket rocket. He's sort of uh, big popping up and about. Yeah, no, he's been all right. No, no, uh, there's always some players that um, come from nowhere, and he's one of those guys this year. So overall, I think he's pretty happy with where he's at. Do I think he's got a team to win it? Wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, I think he's, he's missing that out-and-out star that uh, a lot of other people got because obviously he was later in the draft so he went Chris was his first one so he's sort of missing that that gun he's only really got Gaff on his bench to come back and then probably the Bruce probably Bruce to come in and fill the, the ruck spot doesn't have any of those, those genuine genuine guns but maybe if he gets keeps getting higher and higher he might be able to trade for one of those injured blokes that Keelan's got 74 of and see if he can get something done <laughs> I've just noticed he had both his rucks so Flynn and Bruce on the bench so as long as they don't play together um, like if he plays one of them and has Laddens up forward I'm sure he could strengthen his team a little bit. But, yeah, you're right. There's no stars there. He took Chris pick one, which I get you want your key, a good key back or key position, whatever it is. But um, there's other backs that I've got rated personally ahead of Chris. So he went early on that one. Yeah, he got Josh Kelly pick two, which he's going to be okay, but he's not going to punch out Lockie Neal or Tom Mitchell type numbers. So he might get Guthrie type numbers. Yeah. But, uh... He probably looked, I think in hindsight, if you look at Kelly going where he was, he could have got uh, Brayshaw from Fremantle and he would be tearing it up. So he, yeah, he missed that one. Yeah, no, valid. Brayshaw's been really good. So I'm sure we'll get to him. He's got his team soon. But yeah, in the wrecking ball's not okay, but uh, he started well. Will it continue? I guess we'll soon see, but yeah, I wouldn't be putting my house on him. Wait and see, yeah. Look, that's that's probably the one thing. And look, he's he's backed up last year again. He's on back to back playing well, whereas uh, unfortunate bloke like Ben haven't done the same. No, nah, Ben's fucking backwards. I, I can't wait to get to his team because I'm sure there'll be fucking stars everywhere. Yeah, we've got a little while to go for that one. Uh, a little <laughs> bit further down to go. Next one up, we've got Braden the Dob Squad fourteen twenty six getting the job over Brian the Raging Bull twelve sixty two. Uh, Braids, look, I gave him 6 out of 10. Here are some facts. He's just not up to it. That's a fact. He could actually be the worst coach, Jimmy, that we've ever had. Rise of Ben, etc. they're just stupid, so they're not really coaches. Braids thinks he knows the game, but in actual reality, he's just a bad coach. He doesn't know what he's doing. 
His team is full of hope rather than talent. And look, here's another fact for you, Jim. This fuckwad is just a number. That's it. Lock it in. Enjoy his cash because that's all he's this league of bank. So you look at his team, mate. It's it's just not that good. Bailey Smith's getting good scores at the moment. That just won't continue. Dunkley's not bad, but he's got, he fucking built a Dixon. Like, yeah. fuck, mate. You, you can't tell me you're fucking taking this seriously and then building Dixon. You are a bad coach if that is who your ruck is at this stage. Just fucked. He's got fucking battle on the field. Like, Rioli's 64. If there's a bloke who's overachieved a star with, crashed back. Did someone say he crashed back down to earth on the weekend? Nah. No, nah, he fucking scored what he should do on par with his talent. 64 is about right for him. Um, Heppel got 143, which just fucking never happened. Bowie, fucking 86, but as we saw the week before, he can just be fucking shit. Um, Canelo has been good for him, and then you look at his bench. He's got Lysette, who's fucking dead. Galvin, who's going to miss this week as well. Darling, 35. Rampy, 39. His team's actually fucking shit, and he is a bad coach and a bad human, and he would do himself the fucking... Best fucking possible thing he could right now would be just to forget draft even exists and let his team fucking just look after itself because he's not doing much. And the raging bull. <laughs> the raging bull. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. What a dumb cut. Where's Mitchell? I'm scrolling through this thing. Mate, I've got up and down three times. I cannot find Mitchell. He took him pick one, I'm sure of it. Where is he? Oh, hang on, Jim. We need to stop the pot. I need to go up and down a couple more times. Maybe he's on his bench. Where is Mitchell? You don't take blokes like Mitchell at pick 11 and then fucking get rid of him for don't. Okay, there's no Mitchell, but good news, I found Guthrie. Oh, good. Guthrie got 86, so happy days. Von Arm Riser. Mitch Duncan, 94. He's got Chapman on the field. He got 44. <laughs> Nick Haynes, 32. Zeeble has gone forward now, so put a fork in him. That's fucking. Yeah, Rocky that's Hunter, it, yeah. who's not playing anymore because he's sad as well. So he's Bryzer is in a world of hurt. Charlie Cameron, 63. McInerney, 60. It, what do I give at the start? All right, we need to go back. Hang on. I gave him a 70 out of 10. <laughs> 10, out of 10. <laughs> and I said, I said, he'd do all right, and then he'd fuck it. Shock me. <laughs> <laughs> This is fucking garbage. Like, dead set. Like, this is... He is what had one of the biggest brain implosions I've ever fucking seen. He's just, he does it every year. Every year in the start of this year. I'm not going to fuck myself. I'm not going to fuck myself. Oh, hang on. How about Guthrie for Mitchell? Oh, no, that's not good enough. Let's chuck in Dacos. Fucking <laughs> hell. And I played against Dacos the week after, and he fucking had his own pill. Um, Bryzer actually makes me legitimately sick, Jimmy. I know we're joking, but that's where I'm at right now. I feel physically ill talking about this bloke. So he's a fucking mess. God <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're, you're talking about how he fucks it um, like by trading out his best players. He's also fucking it week to week by playing a bloke like Haynes, 32, and leaving Brody Smith, 114, on the bench. Like, why is he yeah. playing Haynes when he is not the player he was five years ago? And he's got a bloke, 140, no, on the bench. No, no, it makes sense, actually. Because Haynes played against Gold Coast in round three and got 46. So I can see why, <laughs> why Bryce was stuck with him. And then he had yeah. round four off, and he thought, no, you know what? He's going to bounce back from his 46. And I'm sure now that he's got 32, he's going to stick with him. <laughs> he's, he's actually, oh, I don't know where to fucking begin. He, <laughs> oh, God. He's, he's definitely struggling. He's 
He's probably only got about three, three or four blokes that are actually worth it. Penelope's now got defender status, so he's all of a sudden going to have people come knocking for him. Uh, Zebra's got forward status, so maybe he actually might be worth something as well. But apart from that, he's not really getting a whole lot out of the blokes that he's picked. And uh, look, Lloyd, McCluggage, probably the only two really to do well. And he's got blokes like Norton and McKay who may go big or may score 30. The thing is, people will come knocking, but you don't have to offer anything to fucking... T- He'll give up Penelope for a fucking half a bag of chips right now because he's just fucking stupid. So, it's, um, yeah, the people will come knocking, but they won't have to give up much. So, oh, well, rise up. Well done, mate. Thanks for the donation. You're done. You are fucking spent. Yeah, definitely not. Not good enough. And uh, we'll wait and see what he does next week because it's going to be fantastic. So look forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait to see his rebuttals on the, the golf trip or the golf day. <laughs> Okay, if I'm in his group, I'm shit you not. Every fucking hole, I'm going to be talking about Mitchell Guthrie whilst he's fucking swinging, and then we'll see if it's fucking rattling him. He's, he's not. He's not going to. He won't go. Uh, he won't go. All right, you ready? You ready for this powerhouse matchup next? Give it to me. All right, we've got Ben the Tiger King, one thousand one hundred and six, <laughs> defeated by Steve. Last membership, twelve ten. I thought you knew. It was it was coming into the last game. He needed about seventy something to get the the eleven hundred, and then Jeremy Cameron decided to play well. If he'd played shit, he would have scored under eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. My God, I've said it. I don't know how long. He's got eleven. I've said it for so long, there, Jimmy. I've said it for so long. He's fucking pathetic. I gave him a one point two out two eight out of ten, and I've gone overs. Like, how did I rate him about Max 10? Mac with a negative 6.43. This is fucking... All right, let's click on it. Hang on, let's have a look here. He's got Libertore. So he's had a win there because he's now a forward. Uh, Riley Bonner, 39. That's probably a fucking win for Ben's team. Um, (laughs) Nick Hyde, 44. There we go, going up. Peter Wright, 47. Two metre Peter. (laughs) Side bottom, 45. He's got Rochelle on the bench. So well done there. You've got 49 there. Cow Pepper, ninth two on the bench. Makes sense when you leave blokes like that on your bench. His, his team is so fucking bad. Jack Hayes has played four games. And he's on the, he's got him on the <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, uh, Steve, what did I give Ben is legitimately not trying, is he? That is fucking bad. Oh god. Um, anyway, Steve. What do I give Steve? Steve, I gave him a 4 out of 10. Um, you know, I'd actually forget Steve if he wasn't in the, if he wasn't in this league. I wouldn't even fucking know about him. He's, uh, he's the most dull cunt fucking going around. I feel fucking down even talking about him right now, to be honest. So, I don't know what's going to take to get him to lift. If he manages to get a, everybody get a guest deal on this pod, Jimmy, you need to put a disclaimer at the start so that I know that I have to slam a dick in the car door because I need to, I'm going to be entertained. He's just been fucking putrid in the chat, putrid outside the chat, putrid on fucking... He's called 12-10, so on the field he's struggling as well. He's just fucking... And you look at his team, he's got dull players. He's got Tim Kelly, he's fucking boring. He's got Taylor, that's boring. Drew, boring. 
He's got Martin, boring. He's got Danger, which is a bit of excitement. So Max Holmes, boring. And then look at his bench. He's got fucking Stringer, who's, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Stringer, but I said at the start it'd be a risk, and that has been a risk versus reward, and Steve is feeling the risk. So Grundy, you took pick one, and he had an absolute fucking balls up on the weekend that I actually think he'll be better than that usually, but... Um, Steve's a fuck. He's not even a pretender. He's fucking. He's a nothing. He's fucking shit. He's he, he's boring. He's seems boring. He's gonna do nothing. I'm fucking shocked. He's lucky he ran into a bloke who doesn't fucking know. <laughs> he doesn't know AFL basically to score twelve hundred and win. That just shows where these two are at right now. This is got to be one of the worst matchups we've had in draft history. Yeah, I think uh, the only one worse would have been last week when Steve scored 1,100 and beat Killen, who also scored 1,100. Oh, my God. Thank fuck I wasn't on that pod. I still can't believe I'm fucking talking about a team who got 1,100 this week. <laughs> this is fucking... This is embarrassing. It is. Look, you know what else is embarrassing? The fact that I lost to Steve. It, does, it, it hurts me. It actually hurts me that I lost to him round one. Yeah, that's bad. That's but, bad. Give him pulling out these sort of performances. So, you thank your lucky charms. You, you ran into a bloke who's fucking not interested at all. So, well done, Steve. Yeah, but it's, you, you look at both these teams and there's just a lot of really, really low, poor scores. There's 50s, there's 60s, there's 50s again, there's 30s. It's just like, I just don't even understand how you can have that many shit players on both your teams. Like, um, Okay, Jimmy, I've got a question. Explain to me this. I'd love to hear the, a fucking experts coach fucking view. How is Lockie Shoal on a midfield spot on a list. Yeah, look, I wouldn't really call myself an expert considering where I'm sitting on the ladder, but even I know not to do that. Who would ever, in their right mind, put fucking shoal on the... You deserve to lose when you got that. So, that alone, just... Uh, we need to move on to the next game because this fucking whole matchup's broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one is... Look, it's a little bit better. We've got Nick with the eight balls, 12-67, defeated by... Got seventh heaven thirteen twenty three to also remain undefeated with Grant. Um, I gave Busty an eight out of ten at the start. Uh, I said he couldn't beat those above him, and I was fucking spot on. So he'll blame injuries, but really it's just bad coaching. So he's had um, Butters who took he's just been struggling to be honest. So he pulled out one thirty on the weekend, which helps. But you look at his fucking Tigers, and if you're going to rely on Tigers, then you deserve to lose. But he's got fucking Dow in your team, why not? The Wasty I know would never have Dow in his team, so that's putrid. He's got Graham in his team. The Wasty I know would never have fucking Graham in his team. He's got Short on, and like, to be fair to him, Short had a shocker. But Alira Lear, first game back, he looks like a fish out of water. If he's on next week, Wasty doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Matty Krauss, he's been going all right, surprisingly. Uh, Seb Ross, he wasn't, only bad, wasn't too bad. He deserved to lose this game, to be perfectly blunt. Um, Scotty, I, uh, I gave him a 5 out of 10. I actually think I had this one pretty spot on. I still look at his team now, and I don't know what to expect. He has a fair mix of uh, good and shit right now, and the good's carrying him. So, Jack Steele's always going to be a gun, so he's done well there. Matty Rao's getting what you expect from Rao. He's been up and down. Uh, you'll probably start to worry Scotty a little bit now, to be honest. Heaney's, he's, Heaney's been good. Last week, he probably would have got a lot less, but he kicked the clutch goal to win it for him, so... That's been good with it, and obviously played out of his skin. Boke's been really good, uh, but he's a bloke who will—he'll miss games, and he'll miss it the worst time for Scotty. Um, Ash, Tommy Stewart back helped. His team's all right. He's got the talent there, but he's got a uh, Willery Oli. He's got him on in the fourth line, so he can obviously fucking be pretty shit. Floron, 
Campbell, he's got some fucking shit in there. So he, he went well with Lob this week. To get 1,300, uh, I was probably, he's probably not happy with that, to be honest. He probably wants 1,400 as par. Um, he probably needs to work a little bit at the tray table. Dixon, I don't know if he's ever coming back. He's on his bench now. Um, Tom will tell us, Scott, he's got some work to do. But, uh, yeah, good mix of good and shit. Yeah, like I said, the goods, the goods carrying him at the moment, which is what you want. But uh, I think he's definitely got some upside. But the only thing is, it's guys like your Heenies and your Bokes if they're going to stay fit and uh, continue doing what they're doing. But he's got the he's got the cream in in the, in Steele and Stewart and those sort of boys. But uh, Jackson's kind of come down to earth a little bit. He was playing really well early days, and he's sort of struggling a little bit more now. So whether or not he can continue is uh, will be interesting. And, uh, and like I said with Weisty, he's, he's just not, not not pulling out what he would do. And I think he's just, uh, everyone's cottoned onto his trade trade regime now. And if uh, he can't trade and he drafts poorly, he's in trouble. So he's drafted poorly and now's the time where he's in trouble. Yeah, no, I put a fork in him. Like, he's just, he, you're right, he didn't draft well and he's fucking struggling in the trade. Well, and, like, Keelan keeps harping on how Weisty's the snake of the fucking league. And it's into the new boys. They all know not to deal with him. He's, he's definitely struggling to get fair deals done. And yeah, it's fucking him. And on Jackson, look, I think Scotty will persist with him, to be honest, because you're going to get 60s out of him or you're going to get 120s out of him. And uh, it's his ruck at the moment. And he's, he's only on a ruck picky. Yeah. So he's out for five or something still. Yeah, he's just going to have to ride the wave with him and hope that he performs when he needs to perform. And look, Jackson didn't perform this week, then he won. I'm sure he doesn't really care how he wins. So in a draft comp, Jackson's probably not a bad pick. He's... He's probably one that he would be open to trading. He's not worth overs, but he probably won't get what Scotty would value him for either. So, yeah, especially where he got him as well in the draft. He got him very late, and he's already performing average of ninety-seven or something like that. So he's in a very good spot for a, a late pick as a ruck option. Yeah, I think there's not much you could give to Scotty that like Scotty would find fair. Yeah. Um, but then I don't think Jackson's worth that much either. Most people wouldn't want to take the risk with him because like there's nothing stopping him scoring sixties for the rest of the year. So. If Melbourne stopped taking the piss, then Gorn's the one who takes the ruck the majority of the time, and Jackson's playing second fiddle. So yep. unless Jackson kicks his couple of goals and gets his yeah fifteen or twenty posies, which he's not going to do every week, then he's probably not going to score more than his sixty. So risk first, reward there. But right now, Scotty doesn't have too many other options unless he gets another ruck in. That's it, definitely. But I think he'll he'll persist. I reckon for like I said, a couple of weeks, Hickey's back in five, so not worth offering up enough. Not really, not worth getting something that he's not going to be happy with. True that. Alrighty, and the, the last one we had, we've got other Brian, Suckmeyer Penelbrodies, 13.03, defeated by Kane, angry midgets going bang, 14.33. Um, look, to be fair to Marto, I, I said he's, he gave him zero out of 10 to start with. Uh, he said his team was shit and he wanted to redraft. Actually, I was thinking about this earlier, Jimmy. Is Marto's call that he wanted to redraft and his team was shit the, an argument for the earliest towel throw of the year? You know, I hadn't until you started mentioning it, I hadn't actually thought of that. It probably is the earliest towel throw. So I was calling early that, that no one had thrown in the towel the first few weeks, but that is uh is definitely a, a it's, it's definitely a towel throw. He's done it mid draft. <laughs> mid draft he's asked to fucking pull the pit and start over. Yeah. Uh, so he'd be right up there. But um no, nah, I stand by my rating of that. You you're not coming up, mate. You've got Morrison, Frost, Mundy, Neil Bullen, Nank. Quayna, your team's actually full of shit. Parker's fucking obviously he's went well this week, but he had a forty in there as well. So if if Parker and Laird don't go big for you, he's he's in a world of hurt. So um, he, he got thirty hundred this week. Would have beaten some other people in this league, particularly blokes with eleven hundred. But it's uh thirteen hundred still is okay, but it wasn't enough. The angry midgets, young Kane, 
Uh, what do I give Kane? I gave him a four out of ten. Again, probably fair. McRae's carried him. He's got 153. Double that's 300 as your skipper. Higgins obviously the big guy. He's got Goldie, which he only got 30. Goldie's actually a worry. He's um he's I don't know what's wrong. I watched be that guy. He just looks fucking yeah. He looks shot. He's not moving as well. He's he's now got forward status, so I guess he, he has the option of swinging forward. But he's uh yeah I don't know. He scores like. 30 to 60 could be the norm for Goldie, which is big, big issues for Kane. Yeah, especially with, uh, uh, with Cherry scoring in hundreds, I think, at the moment. Cherry's been pulling out like 80s yeah. and stuff, so he's pretty much taking sole spot there. Yeah, Sloan out for the year, so he needs to, um, he's going to have to find another mid to bring on to Sloan. Stephen May's been a surprise packer, or a surprise, he's been scoring well, but like, he's going to have some games where he scores shit as well. I just Kane's one of those teams that, yeah, he could fucking and score a thousand some weeks, so. Mitch Lewis got no idea this week. How often does he get to go missing? So, um, overall, he's got like McRae, Brayshaw, like of the uh, free variety. Um, that's really it. Rich is pretty consistent, I guess. He doesn't have many fucking stars, does he? He's actually got a lot of really mid-tier players. And when you're back in some injuries there as well, um, yeah, I don't know about Kane. He needs things to uh, turn right around. He's got Blitz and Robot on his bench. Both got tons, so... Maybe he'll give them a run on the weekend. Yeah, he's look. He's we will probably touch on this soon, but he's probably one of the blokes who's actually had the the dual positions work really well for him of recent. I think McDonald got defender status, Goldstein got forward status. I don't know if it'll work though. Uh, Brayshaw, Angus Brayshaw got the defender status or something like that. So he's all of a sudden he's got a lot more versatility with those blokes not scoring well to be able to shift them defence and then put the more good guys in the midfield. Yeah, but he doesn't have guys put in the midfield. That's the problem. Yeah, not true. But so, like, you look at the waiver list. There's, there's actually there is nothing there. There's nothing. To look at it's today. rubbish. There is, but generally, it's shocking. So it's all good and well to have these dual position players be able to move them. But in this instance, he's look at his bench. He's got Robot who can come on. Wingard. I don't know what the goes with Wingard. Why he didn't play? But he obviously didn't play on the weekend. But uh, he's got one midfielder to bring in, and he's got to replace Sloan. So it's all good and well being able to move blokes, but he doesn't have a clear blokes to bring in. That's true. Although maybe with the two positions, all of a sudden they're worth a bit more currency otherwise and could get some trades done. Yeah, true. True, true. But wait and see. Yeah, we'll see what he does. That's it. But McRae and, and Brayshaw, too, pretty much if they score well, he's, he's going pretty well to win. And uh, yeah. they've backed it up two weeks in a row and he's gone back-to-back wins. So looking very well, good. 14-33, 14, 14, that's a good score. You've got to be happy with that. That's going to win you more games than you lose. So. Very good score. I have a look now. I think he was the third top scorer, so... Um, yeah, overall, it's, yeah, odds are he's going to win the game and he plays and he scores that. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, with Brian, Parker would be happy to be wrapped that he gets forward status because all of a sudden it gives him a really good dual position captain in a couple of weeks. Uh, apart from that, Parrish looking good still, but then there's uh, not then Laird, but not too many other blokes scoring well enough to really give him a, a good good run. So he might be struggling a bit, but he also has Nick Dacos now as a defender option, so he gets dual position as well. So he's another bloke who's, who's done pretty well with those dual position switches. Yeah, Dacos, looking at this, was on his bench. So, uh, looking at his defenders, yeah, he'll probably be Dacos on Quayna, probably. Or Frost, he's got some options there. So, yeah, that's, that, he's had a win with that one. And Parker being able to move him forward. But he's the same boat. Looking on his bench, he's actually got no midfielders to bring on. So, it's all good and well having Parker being able to move him forward. But he's actually got no midfielders to bring on. So, but I, I can't remember what trades he's done, but I know he's done a couple today, so maybe he's looked at that already. Yeah, there's a few. I think Greenwood came in. Not to show you sure he got rid, who he got rid of, but uh, Parker's I even... Think just... He traded Greenwood out as well, so Greenwood okay. didn't say long. But yeah, uh, also, look, yeah, realistically, that's that he helps you the most with the dual position spot because now he's got a genuine A-grader as a dual position player. Yeah. In a few weeks. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. The fact that one of those sort of blokes, like one of those A graders, gets the uh, the dual position switch is is very interesting to see. So we kind of know what Supercoach is going to do. Basically, it's follow AFL. Yeah, fair call, mate. Fair call. And a few other honourable mentions to blokes who who got some pretty good pretty good spots with their dual positions. Uh, Dad got pretty lucky. Got Lipinski with a forward status. He got Alice with a defender status. So that gives him same sort of thing, more durability. Obviously, his midfield is not as ideal, but. If Gaff comes back, that sort of gives him flexibility to play his better players and means his worst defender or worst forward isn't that bad. Yeah, it's fair. Like, I haven't looked at it too closely, to be honest. I know Zorko got um, the mid defender. I think that's got him. Yeah, that helps But him. I still think he's going to miss games. Like, he's he's towards the fourth quarter in every single game, he's hoggling and he looks fucking terrible. Um, so I think he'll eventually miss games here and there or be a, a good candidate to be subbed out of games if Brisbane are playing well. Um, Pendles, obviously, is a good one. So getting him back, Cherry and um, Goldie, or how the fuck you say it. Um, them, I understand Goldie's been shit, but still being having the flexibility is handy. Yeah. Um, Ben's got liver. Uh, and look, he's off forward status, but it's in Ben's team. So it really doesn't fucking matter. Ben will find a way to fuck that. Um, yeah, Akos is the only one of note that I had as Listed down, so there's there's been a handful of good ones, but um, Not a good yeah, Parker's probably yeah. Parker's one of the bigger ones, probably Zorko as well, being able to push him back and run the gauntlet there. But all these guys need to have people, in, particularly in the midfield, to be able to come in and take the spot to make it worthwhile. We say there's a diamond dozen midfielders, but we don't have one to pick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then there's a lot, a lot of those guys, a lot of those uh, dual positions where like blokes like to say, I got, I got Dan Houston as a defender who got defender mid status. Doesn't really help me a one iota because I'm not why would I put him in the midfield? He's a defender, but it just, it really just gives you flexibility in case you get someone goes down, you've got a, a better spot. But there's not a whole lot of those sort of good ones going around. So the ones who got those top, top your five, top five, top ten position changes, very happy people. Yeah, no, that's probably the way I looked at it as well. I'm really focused on blokes who got midfield status. It's more of who got defender or who got forward status, really. Yeah, you get midfield status, you're like, hey, what do you do? I don't really give a fuck. It's just, yeah, exactly. it's just an option. It's just a, a little bit of flexibility and a good good captain round later on if you've got someone who's a good defender. Yep, agreed. All righty. With, uh, with all the fun stuff out of the way, we now turn our attention to, to some questions for everybody who's all sent them in. So I greatly appreciate it to all the, all the blokes who send them in. We've got a few audio, audio ones as well. So, Very good. First, I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, first cab off the rank, we have Shane. First question is, does TK normally talk himself up at the start of the season and then does nothing at all all year? <laughs> no, he normally doesn't bother talking himself up. He's, um, all he does, Shane, is do his little fucking watermark-filled clips to talk himself up and then think that's enough to distract us from his actual team. So uh, make no mistake, man. We know he's a fucking passenger. We've been... Talking about him not being in this club for many, many years now, and he somehow just keeps sticking around like a bad smell. He's never in the eight. He's continuously fucking losing more games than he wins. Uh, the worst bit is he, he thinks he knows football, uh, and I think facts are facts now. He just doesn't. He he knows a handful of Richmond players, and most of them don't even play anymore. He doesn't know enough about the game to be able to compete properly, and that's half his issue. So, uh, to answer your question, no. Well, he did finish, I think, top four last year, but that's obviously we can we can we now know that's the anomaly, that's the outlier. Oh, it's a fluke. There's facts. Like he's made finals one year. How many years we done this? Four or five? He's, six. This will be six. six. There you go. So fuck me. And even that was just fucking. What was a waste of time? Was him making finals? He just fucking embarrassed himself. So um, no, nah, he's 
He's not much. You've learned pretty quick there, Shane. So well done, mate. <laughs> it's the one thing he's picked up quickly. <laughs> and the second question for part second part of that, out of Shane, out of himself, Shane. So Blizz, Shane, Blizz, and TK. What are the current betting odds for finishing on the bottom of the ladder? Well, Ben, because like we're not fucking part of the Jungle Book here, Shane. His fucking name's Ben. And he will finish last because he's fucking shit. Riser, if he keeps trading, he'll finish fucking second last. And then I'll back you. Was Shane the other option? Yes. Yeah, I'll back you to finish third last because I just know how shit the other two are. And I looked at their teams before. I saw one of those blokes get 1,100. So, fuck me. If a bloke gets 1,100 and doesn't finish last, then the blokes who finish below him, they have a good old look for themselves. So, that'd be my bottom three in order. There we go. Nice. I've got another question about Ben and Blizz in the bottom two, but I'll get to that one shortly. I look forward to it. Uh, uh, next one. Are there any players currently outside the top 20 highest scoring that you can see unleashing from round six onwards and cracking the top five and staying thereabouts asking for a mate? No. Uh, and, that, and that is because, Shane, I don't remember who's in the fucking top 20. So you're going to ask me a question that I can answer. It's a bit easier than that. Fucking hell. Top 20 is going to unleash. I don't know. Pick Dalhouse. I hear he's firing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also go back to him later as well. <laughs> Very good. And uh, next one is more of a statement. I now understand why most coaches sign off their questions with fuck mutt. Now I've had the displeasure of playing against him. I also agree. Fuck mutt. Yeah, it's a good statement as well. I stand by that. He's dead said a piece of shit. If we could change his last name, we'd have already fucking done it. A bit flat and gentle to keep hers because she legitimately wears the pants in that relationship. So if there's you, you walk around and you see two couples and when they talk and you're like, you wonder who's actually got the power, Jen fucking has complete control in that relationship. Matt is the legitimate bitch. He does what he's told. He fucking eats what he's given. He, well, the only thing he doesn't do is starve, as we can fucking see. So <laughs> he's, um, yeah, he's a bitch. There we go. All righty, next couple, we've got some from Grant. So the first one. On a scale of one to ten, please score these as their please score these as their overall relevance. So the first one is Luke Delhouse, the second one is Geelong. Uh, relevance, Geelong, because Grant, I fucking hate Delhouse. So you've come to the right place to ask that sort of question. He's done my fucking head in for the past year and a half. I sat there at the fucking G on Monday. And I spent half the time abusing Dalhouse. He does my fucking head in. The worst bit was he came on against Collingwood and he tore the game apart. He was part of the reason we were able to come back and win that particular game when we were, I think it was five goals down at three-quarter time, Jim. And just before three-quarter time, we were actually six goals down. We kicked one just before the siren. And then the sub was made. Dal came on and he was inspirational. It was really good. Geelong just went on a fucking little trip, mate, and just started slotting goals like they're going out of fashion. It was great. You should watch that game sometime if you get five minutes. Yeah, I watched the third quarter. Uh, okay, yeah, nice. Get forward to that. Go to the fourth quarter, mate, where all the magic happens. Dale did, that was the best quarter he's played at Geelong. Um, and outside of that, he's fucking shit. So uh, I got home after the game. I was talking to my mate, and we were both saying, we hope Dale House gets dropped this week. So I hope that answers your question. I fucking hate Dale House. He's fucking shit. Yeah, fair enough. And using the same scoring system, but one apparently has been the highest and 10 is the lowest, and ask me why, how would you rate Keelan's relevance in this league? So what's the highest? Ten one. is One is the highest for some reason, and 10 is the lowest. 10 is the lowest? Then ask me why. Hey, you want me to know how relevant he is, mate? We break the fucking scale no matter which way you want to go. So let's say 10 is him being completely not relevant we'd be fucking pushing high 20s. He is, <laughs> he is, he is not relevant at all. Um, 
yeah, his team name shit, his fucking beard shit, his forehead shit, his fucking personality shit. He's fucking not doing anything, Grant. So, oh, was it Grant who asked the question? Yes. Yeah, no, you got what you wanted out of this, mate. He's fucking the passenger. <laughs> Definitely. And we already touched on his last question, but we'll bring it up anyways. Does the coach think Grant's team rating was accurate as he is 5-0? and zero? Uh, no, we went through this, Grant. You've had a win there, buddy. Well done, mate. You've, uh, I was probably you were the, the one out of everybody that well, most I, I either wasn't harsh enough on or I was pretty spot on. You were the only person who I said I should have given a little bit higher. So I gave you a 2 out of 10. I probably would have pushed that to better 5. So, well done, mate. You've, uh, you've, you've earned three points there. Do I think you're going to win it this year? Mate, you are hearing the current fucking winner speak. So embrace it. There we go. All righty. You'll be very happy with that one because he was, wasn't happy about his rating last year. So the fact that he's got one now, very happy about nah, it. He's had two years in a row where I felt he's drafted poorly. Um, and I don't know whether he smashes the waivers or he just gets lucky. I don't know. But um, he's had a win. So, well done, mate. Sitting top, sitting pretty. You are the hunted, mate. So just fucking buckle up, mate, because we're coming for you. Definitely. All righty. Next one, we go to a few from Scotty. First one is... With Ben and Blizz combining so far for a big total of two wins out of a possible ten, and Essendon winning one of five, who's shaping to have more more wins at the end? Oh, that is a cracking question. Because this goes back um, to one of the early ones he had, I think, against Keelan, was who's going to score more wins, Blizz and Ben combined, or Essendon? So we're, we're no, neck and neck at the moment. I think, I think the answer is Essendon. Uh, they've got a history of fucking turning to drugs when things get a little bit tough. And I think we're not far from that now with Essendon. So I think the peptides will start to fly, but with just some needles getting thrown around. And I think the Dons will probably get four or five wins on the board. And, and that'll just about be enough to uh, see Ben and Blitz seeing them off, I think. So uh, those two are fucking... I wouldn't be shocked if they don't win another game between them. They are putrid. So unless Guthrie decides to absolutely fire, or, or Tommy Mitchell for that factor, um, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I just don't think any of those two are going to do anything. So there's your answer. I think Essendon will get more wins. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's uh, on par with Keelan's answer. So we're two, two for two for two in uh, in Essendon beating Ben and Blizz. Nice. And I I concur. I'll make it three zip. It's hard to disagree. It is. Next one is, should Ben have stuck to his guns and not participated this season? It's becoming embarrassing. 100%. 100%. Uh, you won't find somebody who agrees more than myself. He has been absolutely embarrassing. And he takes it a step too far. He, he gets on the fucking his little clips and then starts copying my jokes. Like, I'm not that funny. Yet he feels the need to copy what I'm doing, Jimmy. So the best thing Ben could have done would have been to have a spell, focus on his career, focus on breakfast, lunch and dinner, focus on what was coming up for brunch, focus on his afternoon snacks and just fucking forget about draft because he's done it again and he's just given something for people just to slag on because he's no good at it. This is a competitive environment made of competitive beasts and he's just a fucking little bitch that we're all pissing on. He's fucking not up to it. So do I think Ben should have had a spell? Fuck yes. There we go. Uh, and uh, you forgot about second breakfast. Ah. Well, mate, his schedule is hard to keep on top of, to be honest. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll write that down for next time so don't forget it. Yep. If you need help, just think of the uh, Lord of the Rings uh, bit where he's like, what about second breakfast? Uh, quality part, quality yeah. part. Uh, next one is, since Keels has set the new record and thrown the towel four days out from the new game week, should he have to grab hold of Mutt's wank towel and lick it all over until all the sperm has been removed? Oh. Um, 
That is a very good question. Graphic. I appreciate the graphicness of the question. Um, no, I don't think don't think it should be made to lick Matt's sperm. Um, I don't think anyone should be made to do that because uh, Matt is a disgusting human, and I wouldn't recommend anybody licking anything to do with Matthew, to be honest. So, um, Kieran's made a mistake. Well, has he made a mistake? He's just admitted defeat when he knows what he's coming up against. He's he's seen the 2022 champion. He's seen his team. He realizes he's playing him this week, and he's thought, I can't compete with that. So you've got to give the like credit for actually saying, you know what, I'm just not up to it. I'm not as good as him. He's better than me. That's what Keelan was saying. Keelan was saying, Lachlan is better than me. And I have to respect the bloke for saying that because it takes some courage to say that. It takes some balls to say that. And you know what, Keelan, kudos to you, mate. Well done, buddy. You've said it how it is. So, no, you can avoid licking the fucking sperm field tower because... You've just fucking seen something that's too good and you've acknowledged it. So, well done. <laughs> there you go, Keelan. I'm sure he'll be wrapped to hear that you you uh, agree with his, his stance. On the same part. So, there we go. All right. Now we go to some audio questions and these come from your best mate, Ben. First one. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Just uh, first question for the coach of the week. Um, why is Lachlan such a cunt? <sighs> So it's really hard to know whether he knew I was going to be on. I reckon he saw the scores and was like, surely Lachlan's on. So the answer has been like, oh, I'm not a kind of a really nice guy. So the coach is actually really disappointed with that level question. I'm a bit flat that you brought swearing onto this pod because up until now, mate, we've had a really PG-rated pod. So the fact that you would take us down that path is really poor. I'm really disappointed in you for actually going that way. Um, and I'd really appreciate if you could uh, respect the 2022 champion a little bit more than that. Yeah, Thank look, we'll, we'll wait and see what the next one is because I've got a feeling it's probably not going to, but we'll wait and see. Okay, I'll look forward to it. Yeah, just second to that. Um, is... <laughs> he's done it again. <laughs> What's he done? He's just, he's, just, he's just fucked it and not answered. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if he meant that or not. Let's wait. Let's, uh, he, let's... <laughs> he can't actually do anything. But like... Remove, remove the thing. It's simple. It's not. It's not difficult, is it? It's not <laughs> difficult. I don't know. I don't know if he meant to do it, but fuck it. I'm leaving him in again. He's copped it. Next one. <laughs> yeah, just second to that. Is the reason that Lachlan likes Tomahawk is because he's a cunt, and cunts attract other cunts. The hard bit is I can't focus on his first bit where he fucked up the video because, like, I'll, I'll think about it. He's trying to produce his own little fucking half-assed clip something that he wants people to, to watch and he can't even get a voice recording correct. That's where he's at right now. So, um, yeah, to be honest, I've forgotten the question because he fucked up the first bit. So if he wants to send in questions to him to a pod that's actually respectable, get it fucking right the first time. Yeah, look, it's, it's not hard to, to hold down on a thing and say remove from conversation. Even Blizz does it all the time, so Blizz knows how to do it's, it. Yeah, exactly right. Speak to your old man how to delete messages and fucking sort yourself out. Yeah, and uh, the next one was uh, just bringing the, the pod back in a different repute again. I think he wants that explicit thing again. But uh, he's just, yeah, back to calling you a cunt again. Uh, he, he's swearing again? Yeah, twice. That's unbelievable. I know. I don't know why. Are, you not, are you not playing that one? I can play it. I can. I just played it. I can play another one. He's got two more. He's got two more of like, the same thing? I don't know. Let's find out. I haven't listened to him. All right, let's go. And if the coach of the week was to describe Lachlan uh, with the acronym CUNT... Uh, what would each letter represent? I could fill in the first one, C would be cunt, but what would U and T be? 
Again, I'm really flat that he's decided to bring some swearing onto this pod. It's really hard to concentrate when he, when he can't take this pod seriously. And like, I understand he, he puts together a production that's just not up to it. But there's no reason, no reason to bring that sort of language onto this highly respectable, world-class pod. Um, if I was you, Jimmy, once we're done here, I'd be picking up the phone and having a quiet word to him because if he's going to send in questions and ruin your reputation, that's just not good enough. It's not good enough. Well, the, the, probably the best thing is, is he's decided to send him as audio clips. So everyone knows it's not me saying it. It's, it's clearly not me. So that's... Oh, mate, if, if you say it's from him, we believe you anyway. So, yeah, like too, but... Uh, I'm a bit flat that he's, uh, he's gone to this much effort to just try. And that's all this is. This is him trying to ruin your pod because he knows his is that far fucking behind that he needs to do something to try and compete. And I'm, I'm disgusted that he's gone to these lengths, to be honest. Yeah, we've got we've got one more, so let's uh let's see if he can he can bring it back or maybe he'll just this is gonna go maybe he's just gonna double down, so let's see. And to just give Lockie a bit of a rest, uh, can we just somehow get Grant under control? His head fucking wobble is out of fucking control. It's damn sure making me fucking sick. Grant fucking raided in, mate. You know what? Grant actually is sitting on fucking the top of the ladder and loving life. And this cunt is fucking sending in voice recordings to you, just pulled out an 1100. I don't think he's in any position to be abusing anybody, Jim. Um, I'm pretty disappointed in those questions, to be honest. There's been no effort put in. He's just trying to ruin the pod. He's just bad-mouthed the bloke who's sitting on top of the ladder when him himself is actually in future territory. Um, no, they are disappointing questions. I hope next week, if he decides to send in questions to the next coach of the week, that he takes a bit more effort in, a bit more time to put a bit more effort and actually gives this pod the respect it's worth. So, uh, you know what, Ben, ship off. There we go. All righty. And uh, I concur because no one talks about that like that. Don't approve. Yeah. No, it's ordinary. He needs to have a good other look at himself. This, is, this has been a real poor smell for him. So, On, on par with his weekend. No, his weekend was worse. <laughs> 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 oh, alrighty. Now we've got some from Marto. Jim, how you going, mate? Hope you're doing well. Just, uh, you know, a question for the coach. And the first one I want to ask them is, what are their thoughts on the worst coach of the week ratings at the moment? We said it's contextual. They've all been contextually going to basically one person. Just uh, wondering the thoughts. Oh, I thoroughly enjoy the way Marto puts his questions together. So, thank you, Marto. Please continue doing you. Um, am I happy with the coach of the week running? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm happy with the honesty that's been provided from the coaches that have come onto your pod, Jim. Uh, it's only really been one week where you've had a coach on who I thought was a bit poor. But every other week, mate, it's been pretty good. And they've, they've spoken highly of uh, the, the worst coach of the week award. And I think the award's been... Uh, well distributed, to be honest. So if uh, if we've got blokes pulling out scores like one thousand one hundred and six, they are they probably deserve being mentioned. So uh, I can only assume that uh, every other week the coach who was on said it as they see it, mate. And I'm happy with how it's gone. Yeah. Look, look while we're while we're discussing it, let's turn our attention to the the worst coach of the week. So like the last couple of weeks, I've started bringing in my uh my, I guess my top three or more the ones that I'm thinking are the ones that are going to be at least in contention for it and then letting the coach sort of make the, the final choice. But I think with this one, is there really a point me even bringing up two other ones? I was going to say that to you. Like, you, you can list three other people if, if for the sake of your segment or we can just cut the shit and go straight to the person because, mate, I've got my coach of the week underlined, bolded, fucking in italics, circled. It is without a shadow of a doubt. The, the worst coach of the week is... Uh, 
a foregone conclusion in my opinion, Jim. I feel like it is as well. So I'm like, I'm not even going to bother because what's the point of uh, a flogging a dead horse? So let's talk about the, the, the worst coach of the week this week. It's it's surely, it's got to be, it's got to be Brian. No, no, it's not, mate. It's not. So, right, Brian's up, 12.62, you can't give it to him. He's uh, looking at a bad week with the Mitchell and Guthrie trade, but I can't even fucking joke about it. That, 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 was, two, that was two weeks ago, so it wasn't even, they can't even give it to Bryza then. No. No, 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 no. Like, talk, talk to us about uh, the, the real worst coach of the week. Talk to you about the real worst coach of the week. Well, I've had a bit to say about him on this pod. He's been highly disappointing. He's got some complete passengers in his team. He's not even trying anymore. I feel like he doesn't rate the friendships in this group. That is how poorly he's going. He's, uh, he's come onto your pod today and just sworn black and blue. He's bagged your old man for no reason other than the fact that the bloke's been successful. Oh, I just think he's been really poor and he needs to have a good outlook, hard look at himself. And you've got blokes like Shoal, Bonner, Akers, Wright, Hind, Elliot Yo, Sidebottom. You've got some absolute junk running around. Have a good uh, long look in your own backyard before you start bagging other blokes. Benjamin, Alexander, Duncan, welcome to Coach of the Week. Worst variety, buddy. Well, there you go. No wonder he's so shit at draft. His middle name's Alex. Yeah, that's true. It is Alex. I think Alexander I've always gone with, but I think it is shorter than Alex, but we're going to stick with Alexander. There we go. That's why. We found it out. We finally worked it out. <laughs> Alrighty. And uh, now back to now back to some more questions. We've got two more from Marta. Sorry about the getting distracted there, Marta. We just uh, needed to be addressed. Next one. Second question is just in relation to last week's pod. Grant made a, a number of comments about Lockie and saying he's, you know, an absolute disgrace and doesn't want to be like him, but his head wobble is just about more out of control than he's normally. Um, what are our thoughts on this at the moment? I'm actually really enjoying Grant's wrecking ball gifts. So, <laughs> so the fact that I, when I lost to him, I was like, you know what, the good news, I had it all planned. I was going to sense through the next morning. So I was a bit flat that he got me done. But the fact that he's just sending him through and they're different ones each week, I'm actually thoroughly enjoying that aspect. Uh, I'm convinced that he doesn't have a team together at the moment that can win the flag. So I'm not too stressed about how he's going. Um, I, I enjoy what Grant's bringing to the table, uh, to be honest. So he's um, he got on the point. He gave a few little solid one-liners. Pretty entertaining. And he's sitting top. So no, I'm, I'm actually all right with Grant's at the moment. There we go. Yeah, look, uh, it's always fun when blokes are up and about when they're winning because it just makes for for fun or entertainment. Like Braden, when he was up and about, was just calling everyone, just 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 calling it, just just swinging for the fences, which what you want to say. He's probably uh, crapping down to earth a little bit now, but it's always fun when blokes are up and about because you you get the uh, the real, really uh, what they're actually really like, which is always fun because you get to see how much of a jerk they are. Yeah, Braden's band has been alright, but he's gone ahead of himself because he's just he's not up to it. So. Um, he's, he's enjoying riding the fucking wave while it's there, but uh, long term, he's just not going to win it. So uh, he's just not up to it. So I'm all for Braid's throwing in little barbs left, right, and centre. But in the end, he's uh, it's just going to be another passenger. So and on the he had a win on the weekend. He beat Bryza, but fuck me, everyone's going to beat Bryza. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, anyway, last one from Mardo. Last question is just in relation to um, players in your team that you hate. Um, I've got a few in my team that I genuinely just hate and I need to get on the front foot in trading them immediately and we'll happily take losses for them. But who is someone in your team that you also just hate to watch? Um, that's a good question. I'll look at mine as well. 
Well, Phillips is injured now, but I don't really enjoy watching him. Oh, no, Anderson. I'm not a massive fan of him at the moment. Yeah. I wouldn't say I hate him. I would say he's not in the uh, top echelon. Um, but, yeah, so I actually don't mind most of these guys that they've got. They're pretty exciting players. You've got Timmy English. He's pretty good. Dugowie. I even don't mind Reed. Obviously, got Neil Walsh. So, I don't have many that I hate. Maybe Cox as well. I'm not the biggest fan of Cox, but, uh, yeah, not many. Yeah, well, that's the sort of the you know, way. If you want to you want to win at draft, you've got to pick blokes that are good and fun to watch. You're not going to pick blokes who are shit because if you're picking shit blokes, then obviously not going to score very well. Yeah, exactly. But uh, definitely a few here. I don't, I don't like uh, don't like Amira. He's really pissing me off at the moment. He's a fucking jerk. So I don't like watching him on my what team. Fifty eight. Yeah, okay. He's yeah, rubbish. Yeah. He's fucking shit. I hate him. <laughs> Probably fair. That's that's pretty much that's me. Yeah, that's that's my one anyway. Uh, with uh, with uh, Mario's questions out of the way, those are all the questions that we have from everybody today. Is there any final thoughts before we sign off on this? Uh, what seems like a bit of a long one this week. Yeah, I was going to say, we've probably taken up people's time enough. No, I've got nothing else to say. Hopefully those blokes who we've taken a bit of time to talk about take a bit of uh, bit of self-reflection and come back better people. Definitely. I don't think they will, but look, we can hope. <laughs> uh, very good. Well, thank you for having me, Jim. Been a pleasure. No worries. Thanks for, thanks for joining me. <laughs> All right, Lachlan, thank you very much for that one. But now we turn our attention to another another person's opinion who we all really enjoy. And this guy is the man known as Marto with his Marto bet. Listen up, cocks, it's Marto bet time, and we have the bet for you. Yes, it's the Lone Fish Marto bet special. Killen has a home matchup against Lockie this week, and both will want to win this one more than being related to Matt. Lockie is a strong favourite in this one, spawning a 4-1 record and sitting third on the ladder. And Keelan's team are following Richmond's favourite position in the ninth with a 2-3 record and some narrow losses. Can Keelan dig his wolf claws into Lockie at home at the den and get this one done? In the Lone Fish Might Have Bet Special, we don't think so and are giving boosted odds of $1.90 for Lockie's big fish to win instead of the predicted $1.20. There is also a refund of Lockie losers due to a player injury in the first half of the match. There's a story to be told this week, but will it be the wolf of the fish? To make your bet, just download the Mutter Bet app from the App Store. All seasons are applied, and as usual, gamble responsibly. Yeah, pretty much free money there, Marto, because uh, we all know that even Keelan doesn't even believe in his own team, so the fact that anybody else would believe in his team is just laughable. So clearly, Lockie, uh, just money for jam there, so I don't even know why you wouldn't bother betting on that one. But look, uh, don't take my advice for this sort of stuff. I'm not really very good at these sort of punter club sort of things. But uh, I digress. Apparently I'm not very good at anything. Apart from putting on a great show for you guys. So without any further ado, I'm going to sign this one off. I have been your host, James Legatic. And this was the Throw the Damn Towel Week 5 review. I'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>